Hello, hello, hello. Good morning or good afternoon or good night whenever you are listening to the sound of my voice. Welcome or welcome back to the Thank You for Laughing podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie Shar, and this is where we make light of life one episode at a time. Right now, it is 6.52 a.m. on Monday, December 4th. Don't ask. <laughs> I was up and Adam at 4.45 this morning. I just, I don't know. I, you, well, if you've been listening for a while, you know I've been having sleeping problems like on and off this whole year, but I decided to stay up and awake. I mean, I had gotten like five hours of sleep and I'm like, okay, I'm good. Like it was one of those things where it was kind of too late to fall back asleep because I usually wake up at like 6, 6.30 anyway. And I was like, okay, I can try to go back to bed for an hour, but then I'm probably going to end up waking up late and being rushed and stressed out. I might as well just try to stay awake, get some extra things done and go to bed early tonight. So that is the plan. I got my homework done for the day and I already had my coffee. Now I'm drinking my Diet Coke. I know. I also have a caffeine problem. That might, you know, be connected to my sleeping problem, but that's not what this episode is about today. Today, I wanted to talk about doing the holidays on a budget, and I'm actually going to post this episode in real time because I realized that time is going by so fast, and I don't want to wait to post this when you might not need it anymore. So this is for anyone who has been struggling financially this year, or maybe recently, maybe you lost your job, maybe you got laid off, maybe you're not making enough, maybe you're just affected by inflation like the rest of us. And I believe that I'm pretty darn qualified to give this advice because I am a single mom. For those of you that don't know, um, I became a single mom when my son was a year and a half, almost two years old, and now he is over nine years old. And so I've been doing this on my own for a long time with one income, and I know how to ball on a budget. Um, During this time, during the last eight years or so, or seven years um, that I've been a single mom, I have had all different types of jobs and businesses and positions and paychecks. I was a full-time entrepreneur. I was pretty high up in direct sales. Then I had a really well-paying full-time job. Then I was laid off from that job. Then I was doing odd jobs um, and just a bunch of side hustles trying to make ends meet. I was on unemployment. Then I got a new career, which doesn't pay as much as my old job. So now I have this you know, career and other side hustles. So I'm always like doing different things because that's just the way that my life has kind of worked. Um Before I became a full-time entrepreneur, I actually purposely left my previous job because I had gotten pregnant and it was a very strenuous, on your feet for 13 hours straight with no breaks type of job. And that company wasn't willing to work with me or let me work part-time or they weren't willing to accommodate my situation. And at the time I wasn't single and I did have a partner, Trey's dad and I were together and it was a good time for me to just be like, okay, I guess I'm taking my, at the time it was my blog. I was like, okay, I'm going to take this full time. So anyway, so 
you know, that change was purposely made by me. I chose to left to leave my job and go full-time with entrepreneurship. And I did that for eight years. Then I decided to go back to being an employee. And then I lost my job, which was not my choice. My entire team was eliminated. Um, so, you know, some of some of these ups and downs have been by my own choice. Some have been out of my control. But what I'm trying to say is I have been able to manage um, tackling the holidays every year, whether I was self-employed, whether I was employed by someone else, whether I was making six figures, whether I was in poverty, no matter what it was, I've always been able to embrace the holidays and enjoy them and still be able to treat the people that I love the most whether it was a small gift, a big gift, an experience, just the gift of time. Um, you know, gifts don't have to be monetary. Let's remind ourselves of that as well. So that is just a little bit of my history when it comes to the holidays and managing things financially. I've been through all the different phases and all the different things. And so all of that collectively is the background and the basis for the advice that I'm going to be giving you. And so I hope it helps. Be ready to take notes or if you're driving or listening to this while working out or cleaning, make sure that you come back and re-listen so that you can take some notes. Share this with a friend or family member if you think it would be helpful. And of course, if you do feel so inclined to share it on social media, I would be super grateful for that. Um, I'm also really grateful for everyone that has discovered me this year. We had I say we, even though it's just me, but I'm saying, you know, I'm saying we as in me and you, me and my audience, like we're all in this together, right? So we saw um, a huge increase in listeners this year. And I know that part of that was um, because of my amazing guests that I had on. And so I want to thank my guests. I want to thank my listeners. I want to thank everyone who has listened, shared, um, turned on notifications, followed this podcast, rated this podcast. If you haven't rated it, please do. It really helps me a lot. And there's also a link in the bio of this podcast. And actually, I think it's in the description of every podcast episode where you can donate if you would like to make a monetary donation and support the podcast that way. Definitely don't feel pressured at all. This is a passion project. I don't make any money from it. But if you do feel inclined to do that, of course, my family and I would be very grateful for that as well. Okay, so moving on to the meat and potatoes of this episode. Um, I took a couple notes. I jotted some things down. Um, as I was thinking about what I was going to talk about in this episode. And um, of course, if I think of anything else along the way, I'll add that in. Um, and I don't know if I, I don't think I really wrote these in a certain order, kind of. I mean, I think that this first one is really important to do first. By the way, I'm drying laundry in the background and my son is playing on his iPad. I don't know if you can hear any of that, but if you can, that's, you know, that's our life and a partridge in a pear tree, right? Okay. So number one, this is the first thing that I would recommend you do. And there's my alarm to wake up. I'm already awake. Oh, wait, no, that was my alarm to 
I think that was like my extra alarm in case I didn't wake up as the first one. Okay. I'm going to make sure these alarms are off. Okay. So, um, gosh, where was I? Okay. So yes, this is the most important one I believe. And I also believe that it's the first thing that you should do. And that is this. And this is also the thing that most people hate because they don't like confrontation. I don't really care. I, you know, I don't have a filter, but I know not everyone is like that. So number one, have the hard conversations. I personally, like I said, I don't really have a filter, um, especially when it comes to like my closest family and friends. Like, so I don't really get Christmas gifts for a lot of people. And the reason why is because I have enough people in my family. So um, I have my parents, my son, of course, my cat now. She needs something too. I have my two siblings and then my brother's wife. And that alone is seven people. And then I also usually get something for my best friend. So that's eight people that I'm shopping for. Both of my siblings and my best friend, all three of them, their birthdays are also in December. So I'm shopping double for them. So I'm basically shopping for like, we'll just say 11 people. So, I mean, if I were to spend $100 on each person, that's $1,100. I don't know about you, but I don't have $1,100 laying around (laughs) to spend on gifts for people. I love them, but I just can't do that. So I really... Well, I'm getting ahead of myself here. Okay, that's that's my next point is setting a budget. But we're going to go back to having the hard, hard conversations if it's hard for you. And if it's not hard for you, that's great. But like when it comes to being honest with my family and closest friends about my financial situation, like the people that I'm purchasing Christmas gifts for are all people that I feel comfortable enough talking to about my finances, maybe not in like extreme detail, but I'm, I at least have the guts to say, like, I can't do Christmas gifts this year, or I'm on a budget this year. I can't get you much, but I'm going to get you something small. Or even like when it comes to my family, because we all exchange gifts every year with each other, like we'll even talk about like, hey, do you, should we have a set budget? Like maybe we should all spend $20 on each other or all spend $30 on each other. And that kind of helps break the ice a little bit and it's less pressure. And then we all kind of feel like it's fair because I never want someone to feel like they're spending more money on me than I am on them. But the thing is, if they're a good person, like they're not going to care anyway, but like it just kind of as someone who has anxiety and RSD, like for me, it's I I would rather like we all just be on the same page. Right. And so like at the beginning of the holiday season this year, so we have done that before where like, we've had a discussion where we're like, well, this is like our concrete like thing. We're all going to spend around this amount. And that's like what we're doing this year. We didn't say a specific amount, but we were pretty much all like, yeah, we're all broke. Like we were in the family group chat and we're like, help me. I'm poor. Like (laughs) just give me money this year. But then we did start saying like, Hey, like, here's some ideas. And, um, you know, we started asking each other, like, what do you want for Christmas? Like we need ideas. And like, so we were all putting them in the group chat, but like we, it, it helps to get ideas. And then like, if you can't get them, if you can't afford like the thing that they're asking for exactly, 
like you can get them something similar, right? Like let's say they're asking for a, I can't even think of anything right now. Let's say they're asking for a Ralph Lauren sweater. Okay. Like my family would never ask for that because (laughs) we don't care about designer brands, but let's say they're like, I really want this Ralph Lauren sweater. Okay. Like maybe you can't afford that sweater specifically, but you can like find a dupe somewhere or like you can go thrifting and you can like have the picture out on your phone and like try to find something similar. Right. So like, that's why it's good to gather ideas, even if they are outside of your budget. But again, I'm getting ahead of myself. So the point is have the hard conversations, whether that's like, I can't do gifts this year, or this is the amount I can spend, or, you know, let's just get together and spend time together this year instead, or whatever it may be, like you get to, if if these people are close enough to you where you guys normally get, get each other gifts every year, then they're close enough to you for you to have that conversation. Like that's my belief. Um, if you feel like embarrassed to have that conversation or ashamed or you feel like they're going to judge you or not understand, I would honestly question that relationship. Obviously, it's different if they're in your family, but like if they're a friend or a partner, like I would question that. I'd be like, okay, why do I feel this way? Is it because I have anxiety about it, about talking about it and that's just the way I am and I'm non-confrontational or is it because this person makes me feel unsafe to be myself? Is this a judgmental person? Is this a, you know, is this person out of touch with reality? You know, like, are they that privileged that they don't understand this? And does that mean that we, um, aren't on the same page with other things? Like, and I'm not trying to like make someone overthink or over question a relationship, but I think it's like, it's an important thing to to consider. Um, when you're having that conversation, if you feel safe to do so, because you should, if that person is that close with you, then you should. Um, okay. So my second idea here, my second tip is make a list, check it twice. I had to say that, but yeah, make a list, um, of who you need to shop for, who you want to shop for. And then you could make an overall budget, but I suggest having a set budget per person or, or both would be even better. Um, but my budget this year was I can spend 20 to $30 a person. And then I, again, for three of those people, I'm actually spending double, which I already got all my Christmas shopping done. And I probably spent a little more than that, but like not too much more. Um, so like if, if it was their birthday in December, I probably spent like 60 instead of 30, that kind of thing. But like, And then, you know, of course, sometimes there's shipping and tax and whatever. Like, it doesn't obviously have to be perfect, but like, you need to have something to aim for so that you're not going crazy. And you need to be able to like track that and budget that because little things add up as well. And then you also have to consider like the wrapping paper, the gift bags, the tissue paper, the cards, you know, if you're shipping gifts, the shipping costs. I am a huge proponent of 
reusing gift bags. Like my family will reuse gift bags all day long every year. Like we'll get the same bag back because it doesn't matter. Like what matters is, well, first of all, gifts don't really matter either, right? What? But if we're talking about gifts, what really matters is what's on the inside of the bag. Like, I mean, I don't care if someone uses, you know, an Easter gift bag for a Christmas gift. Although who does gifts for Easter? I don't know. You know what I'm trying to say? Like a baby shower gift bag for a Christmas gift for me. Like, I really don't care. Like, it doesn't matter to me. I love reusing gift bags. So if you don't do that, I mean, everything is expensive these days, including that. I mean, I don't even remember the last time I bought a gift bag because I reuse them so much, but I want to say they're probably like three or five dollars each at this point. If you go to like Target or something, and if you're buying gifts for 10 people, five dollars a gift bag, that's fifty dollars just for fucking gift bags, guys. So, like, you know, and I and I'm going to say it. I don't wrap presents. I don't use wrapping paper. I don't wrap presents. I am so bad at it. And I could probably get better at it if I practiced and took the time to do that, but I'm not going to do that. I have enough going on. So no shame in reusing gift bags. No shame in using gift bags at all. Like do what you got to do for your time, your money, your mental health, your sanity. Like this time of year is supposed to be fun and special and it's supposed to be about love and family and friendship and enjoying time together. And anything that takes away from your peace this season is just not worth it. And if that means reusing a gift bag from two years ago from your son's birthday party, like I'm probably going to do, like that's what you're going to do. So I haven't wrapped my gifts yet, but I do have a whole stash of um, like gift bags and tissue paper and other like little jewelry boxes and things like that. And I'm going to like go through there and see what I can do. I'm looking at it right now and I'm like, do I have to buy any more? But then if I do, if I do have to buy any other like wrapping stuff, go to the dollar store guys. Like you don't have to go to Target. You don't have to go to, you know, what's like a fancier store, Hallmark. I guess, or like paper source or like those stores are really fun to go into. They're really cute, but like you don't have to get someone like a $7 Hallmark card, like go to the dollar store for cards, tissue paper, wrapping paper, gift bags, like any wrapping type stuff. It really doesn't matter where it's from. So if you do, if you don't have anything and you do need to go buy it, go to the freaking dollar store guys. Just, it's just do it. Um, But yeah, the point is make a budget per person, I think is the best way because you're breaking it up. But then I would like add all of that up and see like what you would be spending overall so that you don't get yourself in a hole. You don't go into debt. You don't, you know, you don't exit the holiday season feeling like shit because you spent too much money and now you have to figure that out and blah, 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 which I probably did that. But (laughs) so do as I say, not as I do. But, but I personally love shopping for people and giving gifts. Like I like giving gifts more than I like getting them. And I think everyone feels the same way. And like, especially for my son, like it's so hard for me to say no to myself when I'm shopping for him because like, I just want to get him everything because everything's so cute and fun. And yeah, it's really tough. Um, but yeah, we'll get to that soon too about like where it, like the places that I recommend to shop at and, you know, gift ideas and stuff, but we're not there yet. Okay. So 
Next point, don't compare. Again, easier said than done, like most things are, but you know, if you need to get off social media at this time, like get off fucking social media. Like you don't have to see everyone's cute Christmas pictures in their matching pajamas. You will survive if you don't see those. You can always go back and look at those in January. I I mean, I love seeing seeing like family photos and Christmas photos and stuff. So like that is like tough for me to not look at it, but what I'll also do is I'll start looking at what everyone got. Oh, this person got engaged over Christmas. Look at that $30,000 ring. This person got married. This person had a baby. This person got a new car. This person got a new house. You know, like, oh, this person, this mom bought her kids a trip to Hawaii, like, you know, and they're a family of eight. Like, I have no idea how they did that. But like, you know, I start comparing like what other people have and what they're getting and what they're giving. And, you know, I start thinking I'm like not a good enough friend or not a good enough mom or whatever. And, you know, all those things are lies, but like those are the lies that we tell ourselves. Right. And I've said this before and I'll say it again. And I'm sure this is true for many people. But when I am having like a really great season of life and I'm thriving and I'm on cloud nine and everything's going well. I don't really compare myself at all. Like I'm not really paying attention to what other people are doing. I'm just having so much fun enjoying my own life. But like if I'm going through a really hard season and I'm struggling and I can barely afford to pay my bills and I'm worried about how I'm going to pay my rent, like I, then I start comparing and like, wow, like I, I can barely survive and like look at this person like getting all these things for, for Christmas for people. You know what I mean? So like I start comparing like my life to theirs and I'm making so much less money and, you know, and we don't know what's going on behind the scenes. Like maybe they put it all in credit cards. Maybe they, you know, were really struggling last year, but now they're having a great financial year. Maybe they saved all year to be able to buy those things. Um, maybe they have a husband that makes a lot of money. Like I'm just being honest because that's true. Like some people do, or they have a trust fund or they, you know, their parents paid their way through college and they have no debt. So like, you know, everyone has a different story and like no one's story is better or worse than yours. I mean, I do think some lives are easier than others. I mean, my life has been easier compared to some people and harder compared to some people. Um, but again, like comparing doesn't help, like comparing doesn't do anything for anyone. It just makes you feel like shit. And, um, again, like the point of the season isn't to feel like shit, like it's to have fun and relax and enjoy life. And, you know, a lot of people are grieving this year. They're grieving the loss of a loved one. Like I've lost a lot of people in my life over the last few years. So like, this can be a really hard time for people and social media and comparing and contrasting it. If it's making, if if that's making it even harder for you, then like, don't do it. Like anything again, like anything that's like stealing your joy this season, don't do it because like life is hard enough. So just don't compare, like focus on what you can do. And if you've already had that conversation with people about like, your capacity of what you can do this year, then like you have no reason to be stressed about it. Like you've already put it out there. You're like, this is what I can do. 
and then you can do it, you know, um, be honest with yourself and the people around you, you know, don't say you can afford to spend a hundred dollars on them or $500 on them when you can spend 50, like, or 10 or five, you know, like be honest and then just give yourself grace, focus on what you can do. And, um, yeah, focus on what, and I also want to emphasize it in a different way. Focus on what you can do, not on what you can't do also. Like that's super important is to not dwell on what you can't do, what you're missing out on. Um, I used to get so much FOMO when I was younger, um, even just like a few years ago. Um, even just like a few months ago, <laughs> once in a while I still feel it. But I would say I'm definitely better about that now than I used to be. But like, I've never been invited to a friend's giving. I've never been invited to a friend's miss. I've never been invited to a New Year's party. Like, if if there's ever a gathering like that, it's because I'm hosting it. And I mean, I shouldn't say never. Like, I I you know, I was invited to a lot of things in like high school and college and even like in my early 20s. But I would say pretty much like since I had my son, like I don't know if people just aren't having parties anymore or if they just don't invite me. And but either way, it doesn't matter. Like why would I want to be friends with people that don't invite me to things anyway, first of all? And secondly, like I have enough going on, right? And so I guess that's like another part of this too is like don't compare your gifting budget and like what you can do and also don't compare like the experiences this time of year um which also you know we see a lot of that on social media and you might be thinking wow like this girl is doing so many fun holiday things with her friends or with her husband or her partner or her family her kids and like I'm not able to afford to have those experiences or I wasn't invited to anything or I don't have time to host anything right now. Like you kind of start spiraling in all of these different areas, or at least I do. And so again, like get off social media. I announced yesterday that I'm taking a break for the rest of the year and I I might even keep it going. I don't know. We're going to see because Every time I take a social media break, it's just like any other addiction. Like the first few days are really hard. And then once you get past like the first week, you're like, you don't even think about it anymore. And then you're like, I could kind of do this forever. Like I probably take a month off of social media once a year, like every other year. And like, it's, it's awesome. Like I highly, highly recommend it. It's tough when you run a business that uses social media. So like I'm still going to be on Facebook because that's the main platform that I use for my health coaching business. And I'm still going to be like checking Instagram maybe once a week or so. I do want to be able to like promote my podcast episodes on there and stuff. Like there's certain things that I need to do, but like I'm not going to be posting nearly as much or checking it nearly as much. Like I'm not going to be on it every day or even every other day. Like my goal is to like maybe check it once a week on like Mondays because that's when um my podcast episodes go up. But I don't know. Like if you're if you're a follower of the podcast like on Spotify or Apple Podcasts and you have the notifications turned on, like you'll find out about it anyway. So, I mean, I don't like have to promote it on there even. But 
We'll see. Anyways, I'm like getting way off track, but um, don't compare is the point. Okay. So my next idea is a little controversial. Oh, thank you. And this is not what most, and I don't consider myself a financial guru or expert or financial planner or anything like that, by the way. Like, I'm not like licensed. <laughs> I'm not like professionally licensed to tell you anything. I'm just sharing my personal experiences. But like most people, like Dave Ramsey would probably never tell you to do this, but like pay in four apps Klarna, Zip, Afterpay, Sezzle, Affirm. Am I missing any? I think PayPal has one. There's a lot of them. I think they're great. I personally think they're great. Um, as long as you're not abusing it, like, I would much rather, 10 out of 10, I would much rather use a pay and for app than a credit card because there's no interest. You're not paying anything extra. It just breaks up what you're paying into four payments. And so if you're someone like me that gets paid every other week, maybe you're not making a lot right now. So like each paycheck is like your paychecks aren't massive and you can't like afford to pay the whole thing at once, but you can afford to pay a little bit out of each paycheck. I think they're perfect for you. Um, obviously if you can pay for the whole thing up front, do that with cash. But like if you're using a pay in four app, again, there's no interest unlike a credit card that's going to have, you know, a five, 10, 25% interest rate. Like I think they're great. That's how I bought all of my Christmas gifts, honestly, was using not all of them actually. I I lied. Anything I paid, pretty much anything I purchased online, I used a pay and for app, but like I did I did buy some things in person and in stores and I didn't use that. I used my debit card. But like I would not recommend using a credit card just because I know at least for me it's a slippery slope. If you can afford to completely pay off your credit card balance every single month, use a credit card. But I don't know many people who can afford to do that right now. So like I would just use cash up front, not, not necessarily paper cash, but you know what I mean? Like your debit card, whatever, like use actual money up front to pay the whole thing if you can. And if not, do the pay in four app. Um, if you qualify, which most people do qualify for something, it is just, it's so much easier for me budget wise. Like I love that it breaks it up. It's so much less pressure and stress for me. And I still stuck to my overall budget and like my budget per person, like none of that changed. I was just able to break it up into four payments. So that way I'm paying it off over time and you can always pay it early if you do you know, decide to do that. Um, okay. My cat is getting in the way and I'm worried she's going to press something. She like loves my computer. I don't know if this is a normal cat thing. I think it is. I think other people have told me this. They, their cats do this too, but she like loves my laptop and that's fine. But like, usually she wants to jump on it while I'm like doing stuff. <laughs> And I'm always worried she's going to like press the wrong thing and it's going to like destroy something. Okay. So um, a few other like financial ideas for how to fund your Christmas gifting. Um, use gift cards. 
It's kind of funny, but like maybe you got gift cards for Christmas last year to like Target or I don't know. What's another store I like? Wherever. Like let's say you got or let's just say, okay, let's say you got like a gift card to like H&M like last year for Christmas and you haven't used it yet. You could go to H&M and use that gift card to buy someone else a Christmas gift. Like it's basically free money, right? It's like you didn't even spend anything. So, you know, go through your wallet. There might be some gift cards you forgot about. I might actually do this. I already bought my Christmas gifts, but I think I do have some gift cards I forgot about. But like use gift cards that you've already received unless you absolutely need something. Like use it to buy your gifts. Why not? Um, If you do use credit cards, you could use your credit card points for gifts. I actually saw this in a budgeting video yesterday. Um, Of course, this was someone who can afford to pay off her balance every month. I've never been able to do that. Well, I shouldn't say never. I keep saying never and then being like, well, actually, I'm lying. Um, never is a strong word, you know. But actually, at my first job out of college, I could afford to pay off my balance every month. So very quick story. Um, at the time, I was sharing a two bedroom, one bathroom apartment with my boyfriend and another couple. My rent was like $300 a month. I made $2,000 a month. And so I was able to pay my rent and bills and everything and pay off my credit card bill every month. Those were the days, y'all. Those were the freaking days. This was like 2009, end of 2009, beginning of 2010. Um, yeah, I would like, so one of my paychecks, I would get like two paychecks a month and each one was a thousand bucks. And for, so one of my paychecks would be for like rent and bills, you know, car payment, insurance, like all, like all the necessities. And then the other one, would be to pay off my credit card balance because I would spend like a thousand a month on like fun stuff and just put on my credit card and then I'd pay off the balance every month. So that was fun. <laughs> Things have changed a lot. Now my rent is almost $2,000. Okay. So, um, so yeah, you could use credit card points. Like I said, like, yeah, I was, I was watching some budgeting videos yesterday just like for myself. I had this idea to do this episode before I even watched those. By the way, I'm not like copying this idea off anyone. I actually haven't seen anyone do a podcast episode like this this year, which I think is like really weird because I think a lot of people need this. Um, But yeah, she was just saying like she is going to buy all of her Christmas gifts this year with credit card points, which I think is, um, you know, good for her. (laughs) (laughs) If you can do that, go for it. Um, Another thing that you can do, if you, again, if you can afford it, I know a lot of people can't, I can't, I can't afford to do this, is save throughout the year. I can't afford to save like anything. Like if you've listened to my budgeting episodes, if I can save 20 to $40 a month, that's like, that's like my goal every month is to put away 20 to $40. Um, I think last month I saved like over a hundred and I was like 
screaming, crying, throwing up. I was so proud of myself. So like, I know a lot of people are, are living paycheck to paycheck. I'm living paycheck, paycheck to paycheck. So like, if you can't afford to save throughout the year for your Christmas fund, then obviously don't. Like if you need to like use that money to survive in that month, then do that. But like, if you can't afford to put aside some money every month for Christmas gifts, like that's a really good idea. So then this time next year, you won't be scrambling. Um, so yeah, if you can't afford to do that, start now for next year. And another thing is if you get this, which I'm not getting this again, I know a lot of people aren't, but if for some reason your company is doing really, really well right now and you get a Christmas bonus, you can use that for your gifts and just put it straight for your, towards your gifts and you don't have to use any other, you know, money that's in your bank account or on your credit cards or whatever for gifts. Okay. Um, where to shop. So he, these are some ideas of where to shop. <sighs> thrift stores, number one. Thrift stores are, first of all, so much fun. Secondly, super cheap. Third, you can find really unique, cool, fun, special gifts and clothes and items that like you won't be able to find anywhere else. And I don't think anyone that I've ever gotten a thrift store gift for has been disappointed, or at least they didn't tell me they were or show me that they were. I've never been disappointed. Um, especially if you have a small budget, like 20 or $30, like me, like you can get a lot for 20 or $30 at a thrift store. So when I first got this job, um, I needed to get a uniform. And so this was in July. It's now December. Um, I needed to get a uniform and I couldn't afford it. And my boss said, well, I'll reimburse you. Well, I still couldn't afford to get it in advance. So I went to the thrift store. I spent $25 and I got like three or four blazers and three or four pairs of pants. $25, guys, for like 10 things or I don't know, maybe six or eight, but still like less than $5 an item <laughs> for clothes. <sighs> Y'all, like you can get so much cool stuff. Like a dollar can go a long way at the thrift store. So yeah, don't be embarrassed or ashamed of that. Like I, I love thrift stores and um, you can also go to like the dollar store or five below. Um, you know, those are big box stores. So that wouldn't be like my first choice, but I would say like secondhand is always number one. Um, and then like the second best one would be small businesses or like Etsy. Like, um, you know, I, I got probably like 80 to 90% of my gifts this year from Etsy and you guys, like every every business right now is doing sales, including small businesses. So like anyone who says like, oh, I can't afford to buy from small businesses, I go to Amazon. I think that's bullshit. I think you're just not looking hard enough or trying. And I know that it does take like an extra minute or two, but like, come on. it's Etsy is also an online store, just like Amazon. You can search for things and you're supporting small business owners. You're not supporting Jeff Bezos who doesn't care about your money and they're everything's on sale. So it's the price is going to be around the same. Um, and you can again, find like really unique, cool, fun stuff that you probably won't find anywhere else. And you're again, supporting 
a small business owner who really needs the money and is probably struggling just like you. So, um, yeah. And I know that like on Amazon, you can also, a lot of small businesses sell on Amazon now, but I don't know. Not saying I don't shop on Amazon. Like you guys know that I do. I buy a lot of my bulk items on Amazon because it's just so much cheaper. Like if it makes sense, I'll buy it from Amazon. Like I buy my toilet paper in bulk. I buy my paper towel in bulk. Um, like laundry detergent, dishwashing detergent, you know, just like basic household stuff I buy in bulk from Amazon. I don't have a Costco membership. I just don't think I would use it enough to like justify the cost of that because it's just me and Trey and my son is super picky and like it just doesn't make sense because I'm not going to like buy a ton of food from there or anything. So, but yeah, that's primarily what I use Amazon for. I have bought a lot of clothes in the past from Amazon, but I haven't been doing that recently. Um, but yeah, anyways, I don't need to like explain myself to you guys, but you know what I'm trying to say. Like when you can and if you can, which I think you can, um, shop small, shop secondhand. Um, I know it's something to go to like, again, Amazon or Shein or Walmart, but if you know, you know, do the right thing, shop small, shop thrifted secondhand all of that. Okay. Um, last point. And then I really do have to get ready because it's 7.30 a.m. Um, gift ideas. So uh, along with everything I just said, um, more gift ideas. Well, these are like actual ideas. So handmade things. If you're creative, unlike me, make something handmade. Like my brother and his wife are super creative with their hands. Like my brother carves things out of wood. He gave me a charcuterie board one year that he made. Um, his wife like knits and sews and stuff. So I think she gave me a scarf one year. Like if you can do stuff like that, that is also budget friendly and it's really special and it might be easier for you if that's something you love to do and you can do it and you're good at it. Um, experiences. Some experiences do cost a lot. Some don't. So it really just depends. But experiences, I believe, are always the best gifts. Um, I know like one year I took my sibling Void to get our nails done. Um, you can go to the movies. You can go for a winter hike at the park. Just bring like a coffee or something. Like it doesn't have to be, again, like really expensive have a chaotic mall day. That's always fun this time of year. Maybe you can make someone a nice dinner or baked goods. Again, I'm not good at this. But <laughs> you know, maybe you can bake them like a loaf of sourdough bread or cookies or a pie or something like that. Those are all really nice too. Um, okay, but I got to go. I love you guys so much. I hope this was helpful for you. If it was, definitely let me know. And also if you want to see or hear any specific topics next year, DM me about that as well because we are always looking for new ideas. Okay. Love you. Bye.